Hey folks, it's Brian Bledsoe once again with you here on the Desert Farmer Podcast. And been a couple of weeks since we chatted a little bit. I've been doing a little bit of traveling. Uh, I've got a big PRF season going on with the pasture, rangeland, and forage, which I'm actively involved in doing a lot of weather consulting in that regard. And uh, just relaxing a little bit here and there, but I got a lot to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to try to keep this tidy. We usually only go about 15 to 20 minutes, so I'm going to try to shove that in there. But there's some things that, uh, you know, could kind of put together and uh, wanted to share some of those thoughts with you. Before we get that going, though, I want to give uh, three special shout outs today for, for some quality people that are producing quality local products that you can check out. So if you have the opportunity, you haven't listened to me before, you're looking for some beef, I've got three uh, folks that you need to talk to and check things out here. One of those is Grund Beef Genetics out of Sharon Springs, Kansas. Dr. Jerry Grund, he can hook you up. Centennial Cuts out of Ordway, Colorado. I talked to Luke Larson just the other day. We had a great visit. And, uh, you know, again, quality people doing quality products on the local that will take care of you. So be sure to either check out Jerry Grund, uh, Luke Larson, also down at Wiley Ranch Beef. They're in Wiley, Colorado. I got a, a package from them just the other day. There's a lot of quality stuff in there. And I know that there are a lot of other folks doing things on the local uh, like this and uh, giving a lot of tender loving care to their product and whatnot. But those are the three folks that I wanted to give a shout out right uh, out of the gate today. Uh, so you can check them out. Um, winter has shown up here and uh, here in Colorado, obviously much colder. I've got about two, three inches of snow that was on the grass this afternoon. Uh, obviously ground temperature still a little bit on the warmer side of things. So it didn't really stick to the pavement a whole lot, at least initially, but boy, the mountains are getting smacked. Uh, mountain travel on I-70 overnight tonight is going to be a complete disaster. Farther east, obviously the impact has been a little bit lesser. Once you drop south of I-70, I'm not too concerned about the prospects of any real significant moisture out of of this, uh, especially across southeast Colorado, southwest Kansas and whatnot. Most of this is going to favor areas up to the north, but boy, some chilly air coming down from the north definitely uh, is something we haven't a whole lot had a whole lot to deal with so far uh, this season. And this storm was actually responsible for putting down quite a significant stripe of snow across eastern Montana and across North Dakota. And that this time of year, that's really important to me because if we can't lay snow on the ground across the northern plains and across southern Canada, then it really uh, is hard to get a cold air mass to come south and really stick because what that snow cover does on the ground is it keeps the ground refrigerated. The snow that's on the ground keeps the air above it refrigerated. So those fresh Canadian cold fronts that come south can stay colder longer. If you don't have that snowpack right there, then the temperatures continue to moderate every mile that that cold front comes farther south. So in terms of some favorable winter weather, and keep in mind, when I say favorable winter weather, I'm looking for cold. I'm looking for some snow, especially across areas that have been dealing with drought off and on over the past several years. And the, the, I've always said the way you cure drought is with snowpack and the winter and the early spring months when you get that big time snowstorms that come out of there. So uh, that's something that I've seen. If we can get a good snowpack going from late October through November in some of those places, or at least have an initial storm like what we've had, that is at least certainly different than what we've seen over the past uh, few years. And that is certainly something uh, that I'm encouraged by. Now, this blast isn't going to last that long. We're going to kind of uh, moderate those temperatures again. 
behind this cold front that's coming through. And that's going to kind of be the theme, I really think, uh, for about the next couple of weeks or so when things go quiet. But I'll tell you what, my eye has been on the back half of November, and I've said before, into December, for the pattern to not only become more active, but pretty wintry during that time too. The El Nino is going to continue to intensify a little bit. Uh, the MEI levels are going to continue to come up, meaning uh, things are working in more of a cohesive manner with the atmosphere and the oceans to really help produce a pattern that becomes more favorable for variable winter weather coming in from the Pacific Ocean. And whether that's in your, the Northern Plains or the Southern Plains or in the Central Plains or the Southwest or whatever, I am looking for some more active weather to likely target those regions, especially as we head into the back half of November and into December. And I'm looking at some things that are kind of hinting right around uh, Thanksgiving and also through the first two weeks of December, which could be pretty active in the West and the Southwest part of the country. So if you've got some things to do after this latest blast of winter gets out of here, and again, we're not talking about anything extreme. We're just talking about a little dose of winter that's coming South. Uh, then you can kind of get some things done. I know some folks are still doing Milo harvest. They can wrap that up and then that can pave the way to see some more active weather. Uh, uh, during the course of that time that I was mentioning. So if you're if you're kind of scratching your head, wondering what this forecast is looking like going forward, I would say right out of the gate that that's probably something, uh, at least in a time frame manner, that you need to look at uh, so you can kind of target that going forward for some planning purposes. But uh, just nice to see some winter weather around here for sure. No doubt about that. Uh, for folks that uh, have been to the desert farmer meetup in the past. All right. Uh, we have date for you, January 26th and 27th in liberal Kansas. This will be the third annual desert farmer meetup. Now we started this thing. I, I, I got on Twitter and I just figured this was kind of on the back part of COVID when Omicron was running around and causing some problems and a lot of folks were cooped up. So I just decided to get on Twitter a couple of years ago and just simply say, Hey, what anybody interested in this? Anybody want to come to liberal? Anybody want to come to Billy's in liberal? Who's been to Billy's in liberal? All right. I know a lot of folks have. Billy hooked us up with a venue. He hooked us up with some great food, some drinks. And that initial desert farmer meetup a couple of years ago was amazing. We had about 60 people in that bar and grill right there eating good food and having really good quality conversation. And I think after everybody had been shut up during, uh, you know, the, the COVID deal that was going on, it was just nice to get back out and have some fellowship with some, some folks and share some ideas and do some networking and whatnot. So that first event was just kind of, you know, uh, thrown together. The second event last year uh, shout out to Brian Seeker and Nick Voss. I know a lot of you know them. We got organized, uh, had some great speakers. We had a new venue there in Liberal at the Conference Center. And uh, I'm happy to say we're going to be doing the same thing again this year. As I said, January 26th and 27th, right there in Liberal. We had probably 100, 120 people there last year with some great content. I think we're probably going to have even more, obviously, weather pending. Uh, and we'll hopefully have some good weather so folks can get there. But we had folks come from Topeka. We had folks come from Imperial, Nebraska, Fort Morgan, Colorado, Earth, Texas, Lubbock, Texas, Perryton. Uh, we had folks in Oklahoma Panhandle all across camp. We had a good draw 
across a large part of the region. And the more we get that uh, that draw from the region, I only think that this thing is just going to continue to be more successful. So again, mark your calendars, January 26th and 27th there in Liberal Kansas. Obviously, we'll be talking more about this. You can hit me up on Twitter or X or whatever the hell they want to call it now. Uh, I'll always call it Twitter, by the way. Um, but uh, those are the things that we're looking forward going, uh, looking forward to going forward here as we kick things off in 2024. It's a great event with a lot of great people, and we just simply have a good time. So if you're interested in attending, I know we'll do RSVPs beforehand, uh, but uh, that's something that we'll continue to talk about uh, going forward. I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Uh, for folks that are doing uh, the pasture, rangeland, and forage uh, insurance. Obviously, we've got the, the December 1st deadline to get everything signed up uh, with your particular agent and whatnot. And I do a lot of consulting, uh, long-range forecast consulting with that. So if you're, if you're interested in some of my thoughts or you're interested in having me do some work for you regarding this, uh, you know, you can hit me up for that. You can all send me a, a direct message there on Twitter at Brian Bledsoe, or you can just simply email me at Brian Bledsoe, WX at gmail.com uh, to, uh, and we can get something started for you right there. So again, busy, busy times, wrapping up harvest, heading into the winter months. Obviously we've got the PRF storm going on. I'm going to be speaking at a lot of different conferences coming up here at, uh, let's see, the end of uh, or middle of November here. Uh, I'm going to be doing some customer appreciation meetings uh, for DeKalb Ascro uh, there in uh, Burlington. And I think the other one we're doing is in Colby. Uh, and then I've got another one uh, for uh, folks for producer ag uh, there in, um, in um, I think is, what is it? Hayes? No, I don't think it's Hayes. Grainfield. Grainfield. That's what it is. Going to be there in Grainfield. So I'll be traveling around. I'm going to be headed to uh, Great Falls and Billings in late November, early December. We've got stuff going on there, so just a busy time. So if uh, if uh, the podcast here, I'm going to do my best to keep it regular here uh, on the um, uh, a weekly basis. But if I skip a week or whatever, it just gives us a little more content to discuss uh, going forward, which is always a good thing. Uh, again, I told you I didn't want to take too much up. I know it's a Saturday. I know there's some big football games and whatnot. I know you're busy with your families, but I just wanted to touch base with you folks and talk about some of those things that we had already mentioned. But also the Desert Farmer shout out today. I want to give a shout out to the Trigalis family down there in Perryton, Texas, okay? I do work for Blake Tregalis. It's a great family, uh, just really great people, great farmers, great ideas, not afraid to share ideas, not afraid to, uh, you know, sit down and have a conversation with you uh, about what is making them so successful. Uh, started doing work for Blake, you know, a few years back. Also do some work for uh, Janet. I know, give you a shout out, Janet. I know you follow me on Twitter as well. Uh, but uh, that's our Desert Farmer shout out for today. Just really great people that I enjoy not only talking with, but also doing work for and seeing that work help in their business and help make that business uh, a little bit more successful, or at least the best that I can. And obviously this last spring, Texas Panhandle was absolutely lit up with uh, big supercell thunderstorms, whether it was flooding. I know Blake was talking to me about the flooding problems they had to deal with. We had hail that we had to go through. And then we had heat and dryness that we had to go through, uh, go through too. So I know uh, even experienced farmers and ranchers in the Texas Panhandle and really anywhere across the Western High Plains, you know 
what the weather is like. It's always going to be extreme. We're always going to have extreme temperatures, whether it's hot or cold. We're always going to have extreme wind that comes through with these events. We're always going to have uh, extreme precipitation events, whether it's way too much or not nearly enough. Bottom line, the people that farm and ranch in the western high plains from western Nebraska, southeast Wyoming, eastern Colorado, Western Kansas, the Oklahoma and Texas Panhandle, all the way down to eastern New Mexico. Uh, you know, big shout out to you guys. But specifically today, I wanted to give Blake and his family uh, a special shout out today here on the Desert Farmer Podcast. So, again, that's all I have for you guys today. I said I didn't want to take too much of your time. So, we'll kind of wrap this up here on a Saturday afternoon. If you're enjoying the winter weather, great for you. If you can actually score some moisture, I know some folks in Northeast Colorado out around uh, Holyoke and Iliff and Julesburg picked up about three to four inches of snow out there earlier today with a little bit of moisture in that too. Not going to hurt things a bit because we're going to warm things up after that. That snow is going to melt off. That moisture is going to go right in the ground and continue to help out uh, with the winter wheat crop that's uh, that's taking place and putting that moisture back in there so we can actually have a beneficial winter wheat crop as we head into 2024. So that's it for me, folks. Hope you all are well. And uh, if all goes well, I'll probably try to do another one of these either later this upcoming week. Uh, I've got a little bit of traveling to do as we head toward next weekend. So if I don't get one there, look for me the following week. Be well, folks, and uh, we'll be chatting with you soon. Thanks for listening.